Welcome to Real Food, Real Conversations with Sophia DeSantis, where we focus on finding our happy balance between salad and fries. Welcome back to the Real Food, Real Conversations podcast with me, Sophia DeSantis. Um, we are on episode 22, with, which is super crazy for me because I feel like I just launched this. But we are in episode 22, and I have an amazing guest today. I'm super excited to have her on. Um, why don't you introduce yourself, Moran? Just tell everybody what it is, what you do, um, all that kind of good stuff. Sure, sure. Thanks, Sophia. Um, I am Maria Ibrahim. I go by the Fit Foodie. <laughs> and uh, the reason I go by that name and have for the last decade is because I really believe that fitness is achieved mostly in the kitchen and that fitness goes way beyond our physical fitness. It's our emotional well-being. It is our, our um, it's our soul spiritual well-being it's our ability to just thrive in every aspect of life and boy these days it has been trying so oh my <laughs> i think more than ever we we need this um and i'm the founder of eat cleaner i invented a line of products called eat cleaner and you can find those at eatcleaner.com it's the only line of patented and all natural lab proven solutions for cleansing your produce of over 99% of the residue that can cause foodborne illness and it helps your produce last up to 5 times longer and uh, i've authored a couple books my most recent one is eat like you give a fork the real dish on eating to thrive that came out last year and i'm a daniel plan chef so i worked on the the book the daniel plan and yeah, just all around, got my hands in food uh, and trying to keep a handle on life. <laughs> oh my gosh, isn't isn't that like the the tagline of right now? Let's keep trying to keep a handle on life. Yeah, and you uh, know, I I don't think I mean it's unprecedented how really global this is, right? I mean, never right. have we seen, and neither nope. have our parents or maybe even their parents, um, seeing something that's affected people so universally. And I am really trying to take that. I'm trying to take what I know to be something that is, is putting us all into a little bit of a difficult or different situation and trying to find yes. the blessings in there. Um, but it takes a village to do that. I'm telling you, this is not the time for people to be hunkered down on their own. This is when we need to come together more than ever. Totally. And it, this really is like, I, and I super agree with you. Side note real quick before I say what I'm going to say, uh, those of you listening, her produce wash is amazing. I love Eat Cleaner. We use it all the time. Um, we're Thank you. constantly have it. I mean, we use the powder when we get like giant produce boxes and we just fill our sink and we put everything in there and just let it soak for a little bit. I, my kids love to help with it. I, that is a job that I often give to them. They love to quote unquote, wash the veggies, um, get them nice and clean. Um, and then we just, you know, spray it down and empty our sink and let it dry and put it all away. And we have the spray bottle for individual things and I use it a ton and I love it. And just, that's just a little side note on that. Thank um, you for saying that. But, uh, you know, I, I just think right now it's 
like you said, that's kind of why Maria and I really connect because we believe that being healthy, quote unquote healthy, um, has so much more to do about just what you're eating. I mean, it's eating is a huge part of it, but along with that comes, like you said, the emotional well-being, the spiritual well-being. There's so much more because if your body and mind aren't aligned, like how are you going to be healthy, right? Like how right. is your if your if your mind isn't healthy and you're and you're constantly anxious and stressed out, that is counteracting, you know, putting all that great stuff into you. It's like yeah, I mean, you're creating inflammation in your body. That, that totally all is something that we need to address and that happens through a healthy lifestyle it happens through you know obviously what you eat but getting enough sleep and yes um, managing stress with exercise and i believe yeah. very much in some sort of meditation mindfulness prayer practice you know for people to do on a regular basis i mean we just have to keep breathing and yes. um, and and taking that in addition you know um it, it's the whole you right? It's, it's not one part of you. It's all of these things that are you that allow us to manage and thrive and not just survive. Well, and also it's kind of, I mean, it's kind of like if you have a car and you like, you know, maybe you fix the brakes or you fix the taillight, but then you never fix the engine. It's like, well, I mean, the car, parts of the car are going to work, but the car as a whole isn't going to work. You know, you have to make sure everything is running smoothly and And that's kind of something that I feel like I learned in the process of my business. Like when I first started, I was just about food and I quickly realized that for us and my makeup of who I am internally deep down, I couldn't live a life of like strict, uh, a strict vegan lifestyle, which just wasn't for me. I couldn't Mm -hmm. do it. It was causing so much stress and we started eating plants for my husband's health. And in focusing on his health, I lost my health. And, Mm. you know, it was one of those, and I lost my mental health is really what it was. And I kind of of stepped out of the boxes that, you know, I think the online world sometimes creates for us and realized that I kind of, you know, need to create my own little box of fluidity, you know, and I, you know, eating what feels healthy and good for me in the moment, which is mostly plants. But you know, sometimes it's not, you know, and and that's okay. And, and, you know, and sometimes you've, when I've had a long day, you know, that fresh chocolate chip cookie over my vanilla ice cream is exactly what my mental health needs. And you know what, I'm going to have it because. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, and and that's, you know, it, first of all, I think we have to really get away from this food shaming business. And it is so destructive. I see it. I've been, you know, called all kinds of things, you know, by anonymous people that never want to like actually say who they are, but um, claiming that, (laughs) how can you eat animals? And I'm not going to unfollow you now. And I'm like, look, you know, everybody to their own, you know, if you if it's in your belief not to eat animals and you have a real fundamental issue with that, then by all means, I am not going to shame you for not eating them. Right. And on the flip side, I'm not going to shame you for eating them either. You know, um, I, I just think that everybody can do what they want to do and there is a healthy path for each one. Um, yes. What I don't like is these fad trendy, you know, quick fix diets that, 
don't allow you to actually get into a rhythm, get into a pattern because they're so ridiculous and unsustainable. And so nobody should be shaming one or the other. Um, I feel well, very, very strongly about that. A hundred percent. And I totally agree. And, you know, I think you and I've talked a lot about how when it comes to living your healthiest lifestyle, the first thing you need to ask yourself is why, why are you doing this? What is your why? And my why started with my husband. It started with, you know, and, and I didn't actually realize it that I actually had a pre why, which was mm -hmm. when I went through fertility. And when I went through fertility was my first kind of toe dip into, Hmm, what I put into my body, what I consume both food and mentally affects me because I mm -hmm. couldn't have a baby for a very, very long time. And I truly believe a lot of that had to do with my mental health, stress, um, things I was eating that didn't agree with me that I didn't really know about. And then I saw um, a holistic nutritionist who helped clear some of that for me. And I immediately had another cycle of IVF and got pregnant very quickly. And the doctor hmm. actually even said that he looked at my blood work and my pattern. And he said, if I did not know you, I would think you were a different person. Hmm. That's what he said to me. He said, Amazing. you're yeah, totally. And then, you know, a couple years later, my husband, you know, had a cardiologist who said, you have all these heart issues, your medication's not working anymore. Like, are you open to trying things with a diet change? And my husband was ready to do anything at that point. If he felt terrible and it, in three months, he had completely, I hate to say the word cure, but he had, mm. he completely cured his heart issues. He has had, he hasn't been on medication since he has never had high blood pressure since high cholesterol since like his blood work is all phenomenal. And that's what works for him. But that is my why that was the why that I had. And it's slowly starting to evolve into overall health of my whole family. And part of that is mental health for us, because unfortunately I have anxiety. My oldest son has anxiety. My husband's definitely on the more anxiety ish spectrum than the, you know, relaxed spectrum. Um, although he's much more chill and relaxed than I am. And one of my sons is just like him, but like you said, like, it's not, if your why is to save the animals, then stick with it. Mm -hmm. But but our whys are all different. And to shame somebody just because they have a different goal and focus than you is just just disgusting, in my opinion. Yeah, I mean, I and I don't really know where it came from. You know, I think that, um, I think, you know, I, I come from a background where I, I have had my own struggles uh, more on the side of, you know, having an, an unhealthy relationship with food, let's call it that, because it swung all over the place. And what I found was that that was just totally not sustainable. I could not just not eat, you know, and then I could not just eat whatever because it mm -hmm. didn't feel good. And I think that's usually a pivot point for a lot of people is something doesn't feel right anymore. And so in order to, to live and to feel well-adjusted, you got you to gotta fix that. And yep. I, it wasn't until I realized that the only way that I was going to fix my relationship with food was through food was when I started on this journey. And um, understanding sound nutrition is pretty, it's pretty liberating because once you realize you need essential amino acids and you need a, the full range in order to regulate your hormones and manage stress and um, and be able to sleep and metabolize fat and all of the things that we need 
to do to function normally, um, you need, you know, you need probiotic rich foods, you need leafy greens, you need slow burning carbohydrates, you need all of these things. All and, of these things. And when you don't, something suffers. And, and that's really what's led me. That's the whole premise behind my book. You know, my book is eight strategies. And um, I remember I, I was, uh, this is kind of funny. I was on Dave Asprey's podcast, The Bulletproof. Uh, oh, yeah. Bulletproof. Mm -hmm. And, you know, he is very, um, let's just say he's got a strong opinion about vegans. And he read, because I have a chapter that is about um, taking a, a vegan fast break. And what that means is two times a week, I encourage people to go plant-based because it's a great way to reset and, um, and really, you know, help your digestion, help your gut health, help with, with sleep. And it's, it's tied into an intermittent fasting schedule. And he just kind of like drilled me on that. And I was like, look, Dave, I said, you know, you can't tell me that eating plant-based for a couple of days a week wouldn't help everybody. I'm not saying you need to change your, your habits, you know, to do this every single day. I'm just saying like, there is tons of scientific benefit on why it would help at least a couple of days a week. And so I think what people do, though, is they take something and then they take it out of proportion. Um, yes. You know, I, I will say the same thing for keto. You know, I, I have a real problem with this idea that with keto, that people think that they can eat as much meat and bacon and cheese as they want. I mean, look, it defies logic to eat that much saturated fat and think that you can still function. It just doesn't yes. make sense. And yeah. I, I just, I don't care if somebody is seeing great results because they're losing weight. I'm concerned that they're clogging their arteries and mm -hmm. that there's, that they're going to have heart issues after that. So I think we have to examine anything that is so extreme and really decide like, does that even make logical sense? And if it doesn't, which it doesn't, you know, we try and pick some balanced approaches that do. Right. And that's kind of like, that seems to be for me, that's where my business has kind of led into everything with fluidity and balance, not like one end or the other, I feel like in life in general is never a good place to be like all the way on one side or all the way on the other. And it's like, and like you said that the extreme of like, let's say, I don't know much about mostly because I, I don't really care, you know, about these, you know, diets, quote unquote, pigeonhole diets, because I kind of just eat mostly plants and throw in some other things because that's what, you know, I feel is the greatest thing for me. But I know that with keto, like some people eat a healthier version of that. And like you said, some people go the other end and say, oh, I can eat this. So I'm going to eat all the saturated, whatever. Um, and they also don't realize that the keto diet was actually established for somebody with medical needs. Mm -hmm, like exactly it was it was actually created for a certain human with medical needs and that's the one thing with like my husband my husband's cardiologist put him on a plant-based diet for a medical reason it wasn't like you know he had an extreme issue and he is so much healthier now like mm. his i was gonna say it's so hard to believe like because i've met him on several occasions and you would never think he looks, yeah. you know, he looks no. very healthy. 
Yeah, and he's always been, we've always thought we were healthy, but the problem is that his body does not do well with, with animal products. And mm. that's the thing that people need to realize is we're all different, you know, yeah. like we're not all a one size fits all. And yes, more plants is great for everybody. No one's going to say it's not good to eat more plants, but for some people like my husband who does eat dairy from time to time, I won't, I won't say he doesn't like, he's not a hundred percent, you know, vegan or whatever, but he's definitely more like whole food plant-based, like throws in some dairy from time to time, but he does not eat meat at all. He doesn't eat fish. He doesn't, he doesn't like fish. So that's, you know, that's a whole nother subject, but he does not feel good when he eats it and it affects his heart. So he doesn't, and he's great. However, then we have some people who, you know, I know a woman whose kid, whose son has to have animal protein in order to be um, functioning. Like mm -hmm. without it, he has no attention. Like he's a mess. Like he falls. My his son's that goes. way. Yeah, my it's son's crazy. that way. Mm -hmm. It's just yeah. so he. Everybody is different, and you also have to look at. You know, the, I believe that there's a lot to be said about intuitive eating, you know, because yes. when, when you get in touch with yourself and you know, like what brings on what, and I would highly recommend to everybody listening, if you don't really understand that and you're like, well, what does that even mean? Keep a food log because after you eat certain things, you want to keep track of, you know, does it make you feel sluggish? Does it make you feel bloated? Does it make you yes. feel hyper? Does it make you feel good. Um, do you feel energetic? Like it, it is really important to get in touch with that. Cause once I started doing that, I was like, wow, like when I am, when I'm eating this, that, and the other, I feel like I could fly, you know, like there's just certain things where you go, you go, okay, that combination works really, really well. And I like it and it feels good. So keeping track of that for yourself is really important. I think that is, it's gotta be an integral part of how we approach food. Uh, totally. Exactly. Because that's the thing. There's just no one size fits all. And I yeah. mean, I didn't, I didn't even realize, I realized in, gosh, was it F January, February, when I started working with my functional um, medicine doctor, that I've never been, like, we've always done, like, gluten-free pasta, um, but when we go out, we don't worry about it, um, but we always did, like, whole grains, like, I did whole grain bread, whole grain tortillas, like, I more looked, like, at the ingredients versus the term gluten-free, but I, we did gluten-free pastas and stuff like that because my husband loved pasta. And he definitely knows that if he eats too much of the gluten stuff, like it does kind of weigh him down, make him feel heavy. So, you know, we don't, we didn't, we didn't do totally gluten-free, but just a little bit. And then when I met with her and she said, you're testing um, that you have gluten issues. And I was like, huh, okay. So she took me completely off of gluten and it was night and day. And yeah. the craziest part is that now I was, I was away a couple of weeks ago and I missed, I accidentally, um, was eating something that had gluten that I didn't realize, um, because we ordered in the first day. And then, um, I, I just looked at what it was and I didn't look at the ask for the ingredients. And, and then I ate it again, five days later. And when we were in the restaurant eating it, I realized, oh my God, this is made with beer. And mm. this is why I've been feeling like crap for a week. Mm. And I didn't, I thought that it was a, um, it was a overlay of this new seltzer I tried the weekend before I was out there. 
um, I, we, I was at the beach with some friends and, you know, one of the dads is like, oh, here, I got this new seltzer. Try it. And I've been into these like seltzers because I love like not sweet stuff with like a hint of flavor. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, this is good. Well, then I looked at the ingredients and it's made with barley and I was like, oh, crap. So I thought it was an overlay of that. And I realized that it wasn't. And it's two weeks later and I'm still paying for it. So now that I, when I cleared the, you know, went through and cleared all the gluten out, now when I have it, it's like, oh my God, I'm still paying for it. I still am like distended in my stomach. I look like I'm like six months pregnant. And it's just, it's crazy how my body has changed and cannot have gluten. And so now that's my lifestyle. I have to focus on that. Well, it's interesting because people change. And yeah. as, we, as we go through different life, stage, life stages, things really, yeah. really evolve. I mean, yeah. I, I realized I had a gluten intolerance a long time ago. And uh, I, you know, have never been diagnosed. I've never actually had a celiac test or anything or a gluten sensitivity test. I just know it. <laughs> I just yeah. know it because when I have... Uh, even a little bit of beer, I, I just, I pay for it. So I avoid it. Um, and same goes for bread. Like I can have sourdough because the starter is fermented and it seems to be fine with me, but I can't have uh, anything that's like got a good amount of wheat in it. So um, I think, you know, now I'm, I'm going through a, a, a new life stage and I'm definitely, <laughs> yeah, I'm definitely feeling not so much like an allergy or a sensitivity. I just, there's certain things that just, I don't find appealing at all and I'm going with it. And that is, that is being intuitive. You know, that is just understanding what your body needs. And uh, I think by the same token, we have to train our bodies to need certain things. I just was, um, you know, a big part of my book is talking about taste bud resets. And I think we get into a lot of trouble when we let just what we like dictate what we eat because if that was the case, shoot, you know, I'd be eating like molten chocolate lava cakes all day, you know, <laughs> but it, when, when you retrain your taste buds to crave foods that actually lend themselves to overall well being, you know, you hone in on umami and sour and bitter flavors and you, you kind of break your the grip that salty and really sweet foods have on you and i i feel like if we can work within some guidelines 90 percent of the time i believe in the 90 10 rule you were talking about like sometimes you just want that yes with your ice dude you gotta do it you gotta do it because we're human um but if you hone in on what leads to health 90 percent of the time and you allow yourself to indulge 10 what ends up happening is you don't need a lot to make you happy, you know? Yes. You don't need yes. to have dessert every day. You don't need to have that bag of chips every day. It becomes a treat and you really don't crave it every day. Um, and that's, that's really where I think we can flip the script, you know? Forget about diets. Forget about pigeonholing yourself into one eating plan or another. Focus on the foods that actually lead to well-being and then you leave a little room for the rest. Well, and I, what's interesting that you said that you don't really crave it. So I do agree with like, you have to train, you definitely, if you come from a place of like, you're eating fast food all the time and living on chips and cookies and processed food, you definitely need to cleanse your body out because your, your real 
taste buds and urea flavors are being clogged by artificial flavors. And it's definitely going to be a transition to change that. But what, you know, and, but once you get to that, you know, that stage of, I guess you can call it the baseline. Um, I feel like there are times when I'm craving my French fries, but then if I, if I do that too much, I start to crave fresh fruits and veggies. Like I crave it. And that's my body's way of going, okay, you know, enough. You've, you've given your mind time that mental, to readjust. Like, time to readjust. And I, that's the thing is it's, I'm finding that once I stop and I truly listen to what I want, that's my ebb and flow is that yeah. I definitely go through those stages of, gosh, I am craving like a huge salad filled with all these things right now when, you know, you may not crave that when you don't really even know that that's something to crave, you know? But, and but I, what I would say is you crave that because you've conditioned your body, you know? Yes, if, yes. If you don't do the conditioning first, you will never crave it. You'll just keep going on that yes. salt yes. sugar train until it leads you to who knows where, you know? Yeah. And that's well, where because people get so derailed, right? Yes. Because your body doesn't know to crave it. Your, your, your taste buds are so clogged that it's almost like, um, you know how like we, in your, and especially us down here, you know how we have such hard water. And if you don't keep at it and keep it clean that it, it clogs with all those minerals and whatever and you don't get that flow I feel like that's how I picture you know your taste buds and your body on you know not knowing what fresh fruits and veggies are like that once you clean all that out it's almost like oh okay look at all these flavors like look at all these different things that are out there and the problem is is that so much of I think our country doesn't realize that that's a possibility you know mm -hmm. that it just and along with that too, like I have had so many people ask me about the whole gluten thing and, oh my God, you know, that sucks. You can never have X again. And that was my fear before that. And when I learned that I need to get off gluten, it's so interesting because once I cleared my body of the, that, all the inflammation or whatever the gluten was giving me, I don't crave that stuff. And it's so weird because it's, so it's like my body knows. It's my so body true. knows. Well, here's here's what I believe happens. And there is scientific, you know, proof to corroborate this. But when you know something is toxic to your body, you've discovered that, it's like the pain associated with it is almost like a PTSD, right? Yes. I mean, yes. you, you, if you're clenching your stomach and you're buckled over or you just feel like the gas is killing you, let's be real, um, or you can't go to the bathroom, like, yep. dude, that doesn't feel good. And no. the PTSD of that, the, the, the pain and the triggers will basically allow you, it will give you the ammunition and the, the, the shield, I guess, to stand up to something that looks really delicious and just go, I can't have you. I know what you're yeah. going to do to me. You yeah. know, I, it's like a toxic relationship. <laughs> totally. Like, you know, you and go through that and you're just like, dude, I know what you're going to do to me. And as good as you look, I don't want any part of you, you know? Totally. No, a hundred percent. And on top of that, it's, it's almost like there's so many options now with gluten-free stuff that I, I get what I really want. You know, like I, we eat burritos, tacos, whatever it is, like three or four times a week. Like we throw whatever it is in a tortilla, like roasted veggies, you know, regular taco, you know, my, you know, taco beat that I make, um, we throw everything in it. And 
I kind of have what I need in that sense. And so I'm not craving anything else. And then same with pasta. There's amazing gluten-free pasta. And so it's like, I actually have, I'm trying some new fresh pasta that's gluten-free that um, I found at Whole Foods, um, some fettuccine. It's like the fresh kind. Um, mm-hmm. I'm trying that tonight for dinner. So my body oh, doesn't let me know break. how that goes. Cause I, I will, I, I've been craving fresh pasta and I'm just like, maybe I should just take my pasta maker out and do it. But like, I, I, it's just a production. <laughs> I, um, I have an amazing gnocchi recipe that's like to die for my, my family, even the kids are like obsessed with it. So when I want fresh pasta, we usually do the gnocchi. Yeah. Um, I love gnocchi too. Oh, and it's super simple. Like it's just the easiest recipe and it's not, it doesn't take long to make, but this, I saw this at Whole Foods and I'm like, you know, I'm going to give it a shot. You know, you never, yeah. you know, yeah. whatever. Yeah. But there are lots of alternatives and we yes. do live in a really good time for that, which is great because you never have to feel deprived. You never have to feel like, oh my gosh, I just, I'm so limited. No, there's so many options. And I think it's just being adventurous enough to try them. Yes. You not feel great the first time or taste great, but you, you know, you try different things and you grow to like them and then they become just sort of what your default is. Well, totally. And I think, like you said, like you start to crave different things, the more you try. And I mean, there's things that I didn't really like in the past. And now I actually like them as I got older. So your taste buds definitely change. I don't think that, you know, there's definitely things that you don't like that you'll never like. But I think as a whole, you kind of change with what, you know, change with the seasons, especially as women, you know, like you said, uh, hormonal changes in women is very um, much part of our life. And I feel like with those changes, like you start to crave and want different things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and, you know, I think we need different things, right? We need different things to support our hormone, our hormones. Yeah. Like um, right now I, I was just like, okay, I got to make some yams and I need to make some, I'm going to, you know, broil off some um, organic tofu because I need some actual natural soy right now. I need it for my estrogen levels because I'm going through, guess what? Perimenopause. It actually just like hit me really quick. And what I found, and for everybody listening, this is a true story is um, because we're in such a unprecedented, you know, stress-filled time, it can accelerate going into early menopause. So it, it's happening and it happened to me. It ha- I think I was talking to you. I was like, you know, I don't even have any symptoms. And then it was like, God yeah. heard me and put me on the roller coaster. And then yep. within two months, I'm completely in perimenopause right now. And I'm like, whoa, That's crazy. what happened? So, um, so I have to, I have to find natural ways to help me because I don't want to go on medication. I'm just going to really try and keep it natural with food and it's yeah. helping. and it, it, you know, taking supplements with black cohosh and things like that, that are helping like you, your body needs different things for different life stages. And you have to pay attention to that so that you keep things consistent. Homeostasis is a real thing. You know, your body wants to stay consistent. It doesn't want its blood sugar to spike. It doesn't want to feel like it's totally acidic and it's working its way towards alkalinity. Like the more you can stay consistent, the better and the less hard your body has to work. Totally. And I, and it's, it's, yeah, it's true. And you know, you don't, I don't think you have to go on medication. I think that there's, I have 
done it without medication. And I actually, my um, naturopath that I work with, my doc that I work with, um, we actually, I just met with her this morning, funny enough. And um, she has a new course that she put out called uh, Balancing Your Hormones 101. And it sounds really awesome for anybody, you know, looking for that. She was actually on my podcast not that long ago, um, talking just all about naturopathy and all that kind of stuff. But we talked today about how, you know, sometimes, because I'm having some symptoms of like, you know, my body getting back to like a normal state. And I'm like, um, yeah, I don't want my period to come back. Like I've been through that. And, she, and, and yeah. she goes, you know, she said, she goes, you know, you don't have to like that is actually not normal, no matter what the medical community says to you. It is actually not normal to go through menopause and have all these crazy symptoms. That's actually a sign of imbalance. Imbalance. Mm -hmm. We can actually go through menopause naturally with the right supports without medication, without the crazy hell of the symptoms. So Yeah, I'm really finding that to be the case. You know, I um, I think because it hit me so hard, I was just like, whoa, you know, I, yeah. I didn't see that coming. And I needed a little extra support just to kind of get me through. And I started taking just something that I found at the store. And I was like, it made me really dizzy. I'm like, I'm having vertigo from this. This is not good. I'm not going to keep taking this. So five days later, I've discontinued it. And I've just really been focused on naturopathic. Um, I'm taking something um, right now that is by Neputics Health and that's helping me. It's got black cohosh and some other things in it. And my regular multivitamin, which I went from, you know, I turned 51 this year. So I went from taking just a regular multivitamin to one to support somebody my age, you know, and I'm like, yeah. as much as I don't want to embrace that age, I got to embrace the life stage, you know, um, right. and, and it's a life stage and it's, it's a transitional one. So just don't be scared, I guess, for, for everybody listening. Don't be afraid of that. Just understand it and understand it's just something that our body is doing, you know, it's natural. Totally. Um, but so what would you say, like, so we know that we can have a healthy lifestyle if we so choose to and put the work into it. Um, but what do you say, like in general, what would your um, definition of healthy living be? That's a great question. I think that healthy living um, is really this feeling of homeostasis. It's kind of my new word. Um, and it's, it sounds super technical, but it's like, it's balance. And yeah. balance doesn't mean that you don't get to enjoy things and, and enjoy them with rigor. It just means that you don't beat yourself up about it, you know? So balance to me is having a glass of wine when I feel like it, you know, balance to me is having a cookie when I feel like it. Uh, balance to me is being able to go to bed at, 10, 10 30, because I know that's the right thing to do. Um, I'm not missing out on anything, you know, by doing those yeah. things. I'm, I'm treating my body and I'm allowing it to heal. I'm allowing it to rest. I think if you, if I look back like, you know, 10, even, you know, five years ago, I would say I, I worked, I operated very differently. I was always on the go. And even though I'm busy and I have a demanding, 
you know, business and I have a demanding, you know, just family situation, you know, between my husband and I, we have five kids. Um, there's a lot going on, but homeostasis and balance to me is just allowing myself to rest when I need to and not feeling like I have to go, go, go. And I, I'm definitely in a period of that right now where I feel a little overwhelmed. So for the next mm -hmm. few days, I'm going to take it really easy and I'm not going to look at my email and I'm not going to be on social media. I'm just, I need to detox. So that to me is healthy living is knowing when you've had enough and knowing when to put it down and thriving in what you do. And that's like mentally, physically, with what you put in your body, like all those areas. And not it's, within, just like, it's, it's information too, Sophia, because yes, yes, I mean, yes. we are in, boy, talk, yes. not just information overload, but information toxicity. It's, it's oh, I agree. Thing. And, you know, you know, I see people yelling at each other on social media. Oh, God friends like putting each other down. I just don't want to have anything to do with it. And I don't want to watch the news either. You know, I, yes. I, I'll get yes. what I want and what I need, but I don't need to monitor things 24 seven. That's too overwhelming. And uh, well, I remember, you know, feeling like that at the beginning of COVID, like I needed to learn everything, but not anymore. <laughs> well, and you know what? I, one thing I found actually, um, I really had a pivotal moment with this, like what you talk about the homeostasis balance. And I totally, well, I, I was a science major. So we all, those of us that know science know that homeostasis is like what you want. Like that's the place of happiness mm -hmm. um, in, in the science world. You know, it just, it's really like that. It's the, te it's the scientific word for like, you know, a happy place. And when I, when we went through like, yeah, the COVID I've, I've always like tried to, I've always shied away from like news, especially at a time right now, which is an election time. Like it really triggers me a lot. So I, you know, judge, you know, whoever's listening can judge me if you want, but I stay away from anything political. I just can't do it. My body isn't, isn't meant for it. Mm -hmm. And when everything happened with the whole um, Black Lives Matter movement that started again, um, I, as an online business owner, and I'm sure you understand this, you almost felt this pressure, like you had to jump in with two feet or you are a horrible human. And it was this pressure of do more, talk about more, post more about it and all this stuff. And the first week I was like, I, I fell into this rabbit hole of learning all the things and doing all the things. And I realized I went into like a really bad depression after that. And I mm. was like, why am I feeling this way? And I realized that from what I've read is that I'm an empath. I am the type of person who wants to save the world. And yeah. this makes, this makes perfect sense because I have always been the do everything person, do everything for everybody. Oh, you need this. Of course you need this. Of course. Oh, you need a volunteer for this. Yes. Dude. I've always been that person in the last like couple of years. I've really tried to um, back away from that because the effect of that on my mental health is so far from homeostasis. It's not even funny. I've mm -hmm. been, it's, I've been really affected. And I realized that even though I'm a business owner, even though I care and I want to do all the things I am not meant to save the world. And I, first of all, have to save myself. And mm -hmm. that's been the problem is that I've focused on the outside and everything else. And I haven't focused on me and how can I save me first? And foremost, because if I'm not at homeostasis, I can't help my kids be there, my husband be there, and every other thing in my life be there. Yeah. No, so, it's, it is so true. Like, you know, and I, and I feel you. It's 
you know, it's a trick. It's a slippery slope because you're yes. damned if you do and you're damned, you're if, damned you don't if you don't sometimes, you know, and yeah. I think part of our roles as mothers, as, you know, business owners, as just citizens of the world is to determine what's best for us. And at the end of the day, it's not, we don't owe anything to anyone. <laughs> um, I know. I, and I, you know, I mean that with the most grace, um, even to our own parents, even to our own Agreed. siblings, because um, we can really become people pleasers and doing things for others. And it's not genuine. It's not authentic. And um, I think we have to determine like, okay, if my well-being says to me, I, I, I don't want to make a weekend's full of plans with people, I'm not going to do it. And if I have to turn down a speaking engagement, I'm not going to do it. I'm, I'm just not going to, you know, feel obligated. So I think you just have to determine what's best for you and your own headspace. I'm with you. I can't sit and watch the news, but my husband can. So I have to yes. walk out of the room. You know, I can't sit and watch it with him. It, it'll make me crazy. Me too. Um, and, you know, letting the people that you love know that is not, it's not a bad thing. It's not a weakness. We're just all programmed very differently. Um, I'm, I'm really coming to find this more and more like just people, they digest information differently and it's, there's not one right or wrong, just like they digest food differently. There's yes. not one right or wrong. It's what works for you. And you got well, to see that. I know, but it's so hard online because it's like, that's why I have to stay off so much sometimes because you feel like, for, especially the type of person I am, you feel like you're guilted into doing things and it's, you know, it's, it's okay to say no. It's okay to say no. It's okay to say, I choose me. And I actually got into this with somebody not that long ago. And you know, the whole like thing about supporting this and supporting that and, and all these things. And I said, actually, I'm, I'm not going to, and I, I can be judged. I'm actually fine. I've come to a place where I'm okay with it, but I choose me. Yeah. I choose me right now because I have to <laughs> school three kids. I have to try and make some semblance of a home life for my family. I have to try and run a business. I have to try and I have to try and like actually take care of myself on mm -hmm. top of it all. And yeah. sometimes I can't take on another cause. And I know that's my privilege. I know this. I'm, I, I know that I'm privileged to do this, but I also have one life to live. And I do help people in so many ways that I, I need to also take a step back sometimes and help myself because I can't do what I want to do and accomplish what I want to accomplish if I am not at that pivotal place of homeostasis, like you said. Yeah. And well, and you have to wonder why people are guilting in the first place. It's kind of like the great shaming, right? Where's yes. that coming from? Is it from their own guilt? Maybe. Um, but I, you know, here's the thing. People will judge until the cows come home. Like, and, and we are on display in social media with people's highlight reels looking and you know i'll say the flip side i've also seen a lot of like bleeding hearts out there for attention which also drives me crazy i mean i i'm sorry yep. like i think it can go both ways like i think 
there's only so much where I want to hear about how you've conquered the world to accomplish what you've done. Like you can use it intermittently, but I don't want to see it every single time I see your post. You know what I'm saying? Right. I'm talking about yeah. It. I'm talking about in general. No, so I totally. Think, I think sometimes that that can be used in both ways. I I think we have a right to be authentic and we have a right to to share information on our own platforms and you can disagree with me. You can tell me, well, I that's what that's my message and I'm going to share it every day. I'm just saying I think being human doesn't always mean sharing your woes. I think it also, no, I agree. Means, you know, lifting people up. I think it also means just sometimes just being and, yeah. and it's okay to, to ebb and flow like that, you know? Well, and I think too, just, I think being a woman who has a business online, I've learned too, that you have to find that, that balance between um, being real so that you can get people that, to connect with, with you when they have, when they've experienced that or so they can see you're a real person and also emotionally dumping online because it is like, it is a balance because, you know, honestly, there's so much (laughs) craziness going on. I don't want to be online and just see negative stuff all the time. I want to see the happy too. I want to see the real happy, not the fake happy. I don't want to see the fake happy that you just had a baby two weeks ago and look, you still look like a supermodel. Great. I'm so happy for you, but most of us aren't like that. So, um, yeah, maybe not for me at this point in my life. But I, but I do want to see that, you know, the happy of like, you know, whatever it is that your kindergartner, you know, was able to log on to their own zoom today. Oh God. It was like amazing. I'm like, Oh, he can navigate logging onto zoom. Thank yeah. God. Yeah. Yeah. But it's just, yes. It just, it, cause it all leads us back to that homeostasis of your balanced body, your mind, everything. Cause mentally we need to see that, um, we need to see that happiness to help us get through as yes. well, you know? Yes. I think, um, you know, I, you know, I'm just going to share this. I'm a believer. I, you know, feel like being a believer in my life has helped me to stay on track in so many ways. And I haven't always been like that. So it's like, for me, it's really my true North and Yesterday, I was um, in a study with a few uh, f- a few female friends, and we were just talking about this light. And people just need to feel like there's light around them. Um, it, it's it's some dark times right now. It's really really tough. If you've got kids that are doing online school, I feel your pain. I mean, you and I talked about this. Like it is, it's no joke. It's so stressful, and uh, I think that light going full circle comes from a place where you're taking care of yourself. If you yes. are allowing yourself to junk out on food, if you don't care, you're not exercising, you're cooped up in your house, you're full of fear, like it's going to eat you alive. So I, I think if you want to really feel the light and, the, and, and change your life, you've got to you've got to be willing to absorb it, but also begin to be the light too, you know? And, and I think that does come from this self-care it's, you know, last month was national or I think, what did they call it? Like wellness month self. Yeah. Wellness month. It was national wellness month. And uh, I was invited to share, you know, just little tidbits of how I 
you know, take care of myself. And a lot of that wellness just comes from time alone, doing things for me, you know, doing a facial, doing a, yes. um, you know, sitting in the shower a little bit longer, you know, going for a long walk with my headphones on and listening to an audiobook without anybody with me. Like that's how yes. sometimes I just need oh to my find God. myself again. And, you know, I think, I think that goes, that goes, it goes a really, really long way. Agreed. And you know what, if, if, Bible study is what helps you get through. Great. Mm -hmm. I mean, everyone needs to have something they connect with. And for some people, it's spiritual. And for some people, it's, you know, something else. It's exercise. For some people, it's alone time. I mean, there's so many things that surround us that we can take, you know, we can hold on to to help us get through. And I think it's just the bottom line is, is that it's important to have something. Yes. something to help you to help you along the way and you know i i would consider myself um a spiritual person i wouldn't consider myself religious in the sense that i sometimes have an issue with organized religion and some of the um values i guess that they contradict within the religion itself and what they do but i am very spiritual i mean i believe in god i believe in heaven i believe in there's a, something more to life than we i think don't know um, but I'm more on the spiritual side as far as like, I really connect, you know, in different ways. And I've, mm -hmm. I've started meditating in the sense of like, it's more to me, it's just finding that like quiet. It's not necessarily m meditating um, in a certain, like specifically, but it's more just finding time to just breathe and be quiet for like five or 10 minutes, you know, that yeah, kind of thing. And I, I I think, I think this kind of, you know, I just, I call it mindfulness, you know, yes. this kind of mindfulness practice. And by the way, you know, for me, sometimes I, my best medicine is just to get out and like, go work out, you know, like it, it just, it, it changes with what you need, but having this basis of just being grounded in something that allows you to feel grateful you know, yes. the fact that people are listening to this means that they're, you know, leaps and bounds blessed and have over 99% more than, you know, a big part of the population. So just even knowing that, like, will kind of just make you go, ah, okay, it's not so bad. Yes, <laughs> it's totally. not so bad. I, I can handle this. I can get through this day. Totally. And it's one day at a time right now. Um, before we go, I want to hear more. I want you to tell them more about your, your book, Eat Like You Give a Fork, because first of all, when you first released the title, I was like, this is amazing. <laughs> I love that title. It's so good. Um, it's amazing. I just love it. Um, so I want to tell them a little bit more about your book, where they can find it, um, what the theme is, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. So um, Eat Like You Give a Fork. And the subtitle is really important, The Real Dish on Eating to Thrive. Because I think thriving is where we all want to be, right? We want to be optimal. We want to be living our life at its best. And so it's broken out into eight strategies. And I teach people how to do the taste bud reset, free themselves uh, that the grip of sugary, salty processed foods can have. And there's an eight day reset um, as, as the beginning part of it. And then I teach them how to um, clean out their food pantry, their refrigerator, restock it, get themselves prepped for the week, 
um, how to enjoy gluten-free grains, how to um, do the vegan fast break and uh, adopt an intermittent fast approach twice a week at least, um, which has really helped me a lot with so many things. Um, and it's also something that teaches people how to um, really embrace easy, approachable recipes that are delicious, that put an emphasis on umami, bitter and sour foods. Um, so that, that's really, that's really, and it's written very tongue in cheek, just like the title. So it's like your girlfriend yeah. talking to you in a fun way. Um, there's no, you know, there's no judgment here. It's kind of, but it's real, it's real talk. It's straight talk. Um, it's like, okay, sometimes girl, you got to put down the wine coolers and pay attention because, you know, <laughs> it, it's just not, it's just, it, you can't have it all and still be happy. You just can't, it doesn't work that way you can find balance and, and, and enjoy the things that you love, but you can't just live there. Um, it doesn't work. It doesn't work to just say, I'm going to, I'm going to eat cake every day. I mean, you can't do yeah. it. So, well, I mean, you, you, for me, I know, like, I think I said, you know, before is that I, I can eat cake and then I am craving something more substantial. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you've got to have that, you've got to have that balance, that mix. So that's, that's the book and it's available Barnes and Noble. Um, I've heard that it's in some Costco's. Some people have sent me pictures from Costco and it's definitely I love it. online um, on Amazon. It's also on our website at eatcleaner.com along with our eat cleaner products and a bunch of free resources for people that want to start eating this way. I know that you offer a lot of information as well. Um, so I, you know, just some different points of view, yes. some, some unique downloads that you can get for free and some programs. Like I have a 14 day clean eating restart. Um, I have an abs are made in the kitchen recipe booklet. That's free. Um, and I help athletes with performance. Like that's kind of my new love. I'm working with some young athletes right now that are really doing some amazing things in the world and I'm helping them just get on track because if you start young, boy, boy, can it make a difference? You know, I love it's it. Pretty cool. I love it. I think that's so great. The more resources in my opinion, the better. Um, I think that it's so important for people to, um, you know, cast their net wide when it comes to resources and, and mix things up so that things don't get boring. I mean, even for me, I mean, I like to mix things up with other people's recipes, you know, sometimes too, because I have a certain way of, you know, eating, cooking, flavors, that kind of thing. And, you know, it's, it's good to step out of your comfort zone sometimes. Yeah, definitely. It's fun to try different things. And I love trying other people's recipes. You know, I'm constantly learning from other people and watching their influence. And, um, and I think that's just how we become well-rounded and learn new agreed. techniques. Yeah. Agreed. And just, it's always good to connect. I believe in, um, women helping women, especially, and it's, you know, working together to, for the greater good, as far as, you know, when it comes to helping people get healthier and find finding that homeostasis overall. Yeah, for sure. For sure. We can help to bring each other balance. Um, and I guess, you know, for anybody listening that is feeling some despair or just feeling like, gosh, I don't know what, how to handle this, like really reach out to people. It's really important for our mental well-being yes. that we're in community with each other, even if we can't 
be next to one another. Um, yes. Let's use social media for good. Let's use that FaceTime to connect with other faces, you know, and, yes. uh, and, and don't feel like you're alone. You're not alone. No. And it's sometimes so nice to, to hear that other people are going through it too. Cause we really are. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, sure. th- thank you so much for being on. I so appreciate it. And I will have, uh, information in the show notes, um, where you can links for all the things. And, um, I look forward to chatting with you again soon. Me too. It's always such a pleasure. And for those of you listening, um, make sure to tune in next time because on our next episode, we're going to be chatting with somebody, um, another friend of mine from the online world and their why and why they have a certain eating lifestyle, 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 how it's more of an overall lifestyle to them um, along with just a diet. Bye everyone. Thanks for listening.